You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 179 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Malisha. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. It's uh, nearly the end of the year. It's been been a big week again. I know there's a lot going on, isn't there? (laughs) I can't believe it's the end of 2000 or almost the end of 2018. How did this happen? Where did the year go? No, no, wait. It's 2017. Oh, sorry, 2017. <laughs> because, so listeners, um, Valerie's on drugs today. Not drugs. <laughs> the illegal kind. They're legal. They're uh, legal. Most up. What do you want? Pseudoephedrine. Yeah. She's on speed. And uh, it, it, so she actually wiped out an entire year. <laughs> yes, a decade, actually. <laughs> um, yes, I have had flu-like symptoms and therefore I have been dosing up on uh, Codrol. And, uh, yeah, it's an interesting effect, isn't it? <laughs> it makes you very Hopefully chatty, I'll make sense. Yes. <laughs> so this could be fun. Who knows what I'm going to say? But uh, yeah, well, I have you. I'm presuming you have not been either a on drugs or b with the flu. No, that's good. <laughs> no. That's good. One of the good things about being kind of a little bit sick is you get to stay in bed all day because you physically cannot get up. And when you stay in bed all day, it is a bit boring. And, yeah, you do doze off because that's kind of the whole point. You're meant to rest. But I ended up finding a great television series to binge watch. And, you know, that's not a bad way to spend the day, I think. I think that's it. So what was it? Oh, uh, it's called State of Play and it was actually a British miniseries, six-part miniseries uh, from 2003. And at first I thought, oh, am I going to like a show from 2003? But I was riveted from minute one and I watched the entire miniseries. So it was really good. This is not sponsored wow. in any way, by the way. No, <laughs> we'd have better ones if we were sponsored, Val, for sure. <laughs> There's heaps, heaps of good telly when we do our uh, TV podcast, which I really want to do, Val. I would love to do that. Totally. We should totally do a TV podcast. But uh, apart from that, what have you been up to photography-wise, Gina? 
So I just uh, recorded a couple more tutorials for the gold community. So ha- hanging out, one, I spent a lot of time with uh, Darth Vader and Stormtrooper to do uh, a particular uh, tutorial on uh, metering and how the camera's meter is different to a light meter, which was very cool. And then another one on um, how to retouch hair, so which was a lot of fun. So I loved, loved doing those, Val. Can you perhaps explain how you spent time with Darth Vader and Stormtrooper? Perhaps maybe expand on that a little bit more. So they starred in the video, basically. So I used them as uh, uh, examples of the difference in how the uh, camera meter sees light compared to how a light meter sees light. And I think uh, for those members in the gold community, when they see this video, it will finally put to rest all that confusion of like why when you photograph certain things, they're overexposed or underexposed, even though the camera meter is saying that everything is correct. So I thought using those two guys, models of, by the way, the like pretty decent sized models, uh, <laughs> made it really easy to explain that stuff. I love I like it. I okay. fun, Val, with my yeah. tutorials. You know, hey, why not use Darth bring in Vader the special guests? and Stormtrooper? <laughs> Do you know once I met Darth Vader? The real... <sighs> Well, yeah. Well, actually, it was Darth Vader in costume, but officially sanctioned by Lucasfilm, mind you. Unfortunately, it wasn't James Earl Jones or whoever played the Peter someone played the actual Darth Vader actor. Um, it was uh, somebody who was playing Darth Vader, official costume and everything, and during the day he played Darth Vader in a kind of like a performance thing and he was fantastic. You really – like this guy was six foot seven. You really thought you were seeing – the real Darth Vader. He, he had the gestures down pat. He had the walk, you know, with the cape, the the the, the swish yeah. of the cape. He had that down pat. And then after that, after hours, he would go, <laughs> his alter ego, uh, this is the truth, his alter ego after playing Darth Vader in the day, at night he would dress in drag and become Buffy the nail technician and hang out in nightclubs. <laughs> Fantastic! What yeah. a life! And he went with his emery board and his buff buffer. You know how you buff your nails, and he would um yeah. go to the nightclubs as Buffy, the nail technician. And so Darth Vader's six foot seven. Well, that Darth Vader was. Wow, that's intimidating. And what's weird is that because this performance was kind of like in a very, very um, big and kind of prestigious shopping centre overseas and (laughs) the weird thing was there was this girl who used to, who obviously had a crush on Darth Vader. He had and a groupie. Would, yeah, he, she would go to this shopping centre every single day and just stare at Darth Vader during the performance and hang out kind of like at the equivalent of the stage door oh to God. try and touch Darth Vader and write him notes. She thought he was very sexy. 
Boy, hell. <laughs> Little did she know he was really Buffy the town now technician. Anyway, I don't know why I'm saying all this because this is nothing to do That's, with photography. This is, this is you need to uh, drop Codrill a lot more. <laughs> Doing lines of Codrill and uh, gets good stories out of you. That's right. The secret life of Darth Vader. You heard it here first. All right. So I'm sure the gold community are going to the gold community members are going to find your tutorial very interesting about Darth Vader and stormtroopers. Uh, and of course, if you'd like to find out more about the gold community, go to Gina Militia. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And click on Join the Community to find out more. And welcome also to our new members. We've had new members this week and it's great to see you in the community. All right, so let's move on. We want to give a big shout-out to Christmas Roach from the UK. Now, Christmas Roach kindly gave us a review on iTunes and entitled it Brilliant. And they said, I just love this podcast by Gina and Valerie who feel like old friends now despite never having met them. I've been listening for a while now and always enjoy the content. I'm a keen hobbyist who, as well as as practicing technique, needs to work on self-confidence to get out there a bit more and the helpful tips and knowledge that are offered on every episode are really helping. Thank you. Wow, that's awesome, Christmas yes. Roach from the UK. <laughs> Very cool, and I love the name too, and so appropriate as we come up to the holiday season. <laughs> yes, definitely, Very definitely, cool. because we do have the holiday season coming up, um, and so it it's fitting that this week's topic is all about what we can look forward to in 2018, because no doubt by the time you download this episode, you're probably winding down for the holidays and perhaps thinking about next year. So this week's topic is best photography investments for 2018. So Mm. I love this topic, Gina. Where do we start on this one? So um, we always start with a quote. So I (laughs) want to talk about all the things that – the listeners can do to invest in their photography, right? And it starts with a quote and I think this quote probably best sums up the way I see life. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) So remember this, fill your life with experiences, not things. Have stories to tell, not stuff to show. So I'm all about Mm. that. I'm all about the experience rather than stuff. You know that like I don't like spending much money on clothes or things or I'm not really interested. I'm all about the experience. I like yes. to go on adventures. I like to travel. I like to do stuff. So so that's what I'm all about. And I think that a lot of photographers get so caught up in the gear and I know at this time of the year as we come into this holiday season a lot of people are preoccupied with what can I buy what what is that one camera or that one lens or the light or the tripod or the stand what can I buy that's going to make me a better photographer and I'm Mm. I want to flip that around and I want to talk about some of the experiences and some of the things that you can do for your Self that are going to make you a better photographer, and so shall we? Shall we break it down, Val? 
Yeah, absolutely. Where do we, yeah, how do we break it down exactly? Where All do right, we start? So the, the first gift I think you need to give yourself uh, for, from here on in is to give yourself the gift of being prepared. So, Val, yes. next year when opportunity knocks and uh-huh. it will, will you be ready? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> and will you be home when opportunity knocks? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so I always used to imagine that like, and I, I know probably you might have thought like this too when you were little Val, uh, mm-hmm. not, not dosed up on um, drugs, but no. uh, <laughs> that, that, like the, the big breaks come when all your little ducks are lined up. Like you've got I, – I, I, it's – thought I'd have all the right gear, I'd yes. know how to use it. It'd be on a good hair day, Val, <laughs> in my mind. The opportunity knocks on a good hair day, I'd be in my best outfit and oh. I'd be ready to go and there'd be like a big fanfare, ba-ba, there'd yes. be lights, there'd be chorus girls, it'd be like a big deal. Yes. So I can tell you in the 30 years that it's not <laughs> that I've been a photographer, not the case, and I'm sure you would agree, uh-huh. the reality is when opportunity knocks, I can tell you that more times than not, yes. it has been on a bad hair day. <laughs> I hear you. It mm-hmm. would have been on the days when, like, as a young mother, I didn't have childcare on that day organised because yeah. I wasn't expecting to for opportunity to knock on that day. Hello. No, no I'm not ready. It was mm-hmm. in the middle of renovating my house when we were all living in half a bedroom, right? Oh, and there yeah. was like plaster all over everything and I had to try, you know, I got, I, I got this huge break uh, on this job that I had to uh, be well-dressed for and had to try and get out of the house without touching one of the walls and getting plaster all over me. It was in mm. the middle of moving studios that I got a big break. I got a big oh, break man. when my car was getting fixed. These that are means I'm going to get a big break today that means I'm going to get a big break this week because because the bus hit me and my car went to the smash repairs today I'm going to get a big break that's going to require me to travel in a car somewhere there you go Val so well you can't control like unless you organize uh, and we've got a very good friend that has a very regular blow wave just in case the big break Right? So you could be like you could have uh, hair and makeup on standby ready to go so that every day you have perfect hair So, Mm. or a spare car or everything. But there are other ways to make sure that when opportunity knocks, you're not only going to be home but you're going to be ready. And so I think this is the greatest gift you can give yourself. You can make sure that you – know your stuff so while you're waiting for opportunity to come around and knock spend all your spare time making sure you know your stuff and you see this when you look at uh, elite sports people who train every night shooting at goal kicking for goal if there are football players running making sure that their physical fitness is ready so um, photography no different so you're making sure that you're doing those drills that keep your 
skills honed and you're also mm. making sure that you're building on those skills while you're waiting. So it's, um, you know, you're chopping wood, carrying water every day, just doing what you need to do, making sure that you'll be ready when that time comes. So, you know, it's the, it's the, all those years I spent doing like lots and lots of headshots, repetitive, that, mm. that gave me those skills to know how to read people and how to understand how to take a good headshot. It's all those mm. times and I had to do very rushed shoots, Val, and that I practiced working as fast as I could that that trained me to be ready when the A-lister calls that we need to shoot but you've only got three minutes to, to do the shot, I was able to do it. So things like um, spending a lazy afternoon instead of uh, binge watching, what's that show you watched, Val? What's it called? State of Play. So instead of binge watching State of Play, I'll give you a, a leave pass because you were sick. I was but sick. But maybe pulling out your camera on one of those lazy afternoons and sitting there going, I wonder what this button does. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many of those, I wonder what this button does and why I, like I might learn it and practice it on the dog or, you know, on someone that happens to be visiting or even on an inanimate object, but working out what that button does and practicing mm. is another way of getting uh, the skills out there as well as shooting regular folio and training your muscle memory. So that's that repetitive action focus doing drills how do i how do i how do i nail focus go to the park and focus on birds flying in the air or go to a dog park where there's dogs running and try and get a focus joggers cyclists all of that thing and these are things that you can do in your lunch hour on your morning walk or you know mm. after work or just t- set aside some time and give yourself the opportunity to be ready uh, if you are like wanting to enter into the pro sort of market then you want to make sure that things like your kit is always ready to go so you pack it in the same way and it's ready to go you always have your batteries charged mm. and you're like combat ready mm. so that when that that phone call comes in and I'm telling you, you won't be expecting it. You'll be ready to go and you'll be able to cope with it rather than thinking I'm not ready. I'll say no instead. Cause you've always got to be saying the answer is, can you do this? Yes, I can. Mm. Mm. And I think that it's so true how you say you need to train your muscle memory and therefore you need to, like you use the analogy of if you're a, a elite athlete, they are training every day for it. Yep. So that when it comes to the big competition, it's, it's, they can just slot straight back into their process of whatever it is that they do. And um, I think that sometimes we wait for the jobs to come along and we do those jobs and that's fine that we do those jobs and that might be a portrait gig or an event gig or whatever, but then we don't practice in between. And if we don't practice in between, it's just a long time in between drinks. But if we force ourselves to practice in between, we improve 
in exponentially. And yeah. I think, even though this is a long bow, this is what something that's come to mind is that one of the things that in my business with the writing courses that I run, we use a particular piece of software and I go to a lot of user group meetings and I, you know, I, I meet a lot of people who use this software in Australia and people who have been using it for four years or five years even still only know a fraction of what me and my team know. Mm. And in fact, me and my team, they've analyzed that we are the biggest users in Australia and we use it most effectively kind of thing. Mm. Um, and that's, that's largely because um, when we first got the software, I forced myself in one week. In fact, to be honest, it was the week between Christmas and New Year. Right. And in that period, so this is quite timely, we're talking about this. And in that week, I forced myself to build about a hundred um, campaigns or a hundred sort of things that I needed to do in um, using this piece of software. And usually people only build a hundred campaigns over five years. Yes. And But because I forced myself to do it in a week, I became instantly an expert really or, or I yep. became really, yep. really familiar and confident so on how to use it and that's why we were able to um, speed right ahead of everyone else and, and be held up as examples kind of thing um, of everyone else because other people were letting themselves take five years to build 100 campaigns instead of, you know, a week. Uh, so... Um, yeah, it's 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 it potentially if you have some t downtime in the holiday period, um, use it to your advantage and and do something a bit radical like that. It, that's that's a great analogy too, Val. It's yeah, it, it, it and it is that use it or lose it. And I mm. I know that you know if I don't keep my hand in it in a particular style of photography, uh, you do feel rusty the first time you, you know, try it again or the software. So you've just got to, it is, it's a, it's training constantly and being uh, event ready for everything is going to make a huge difference. It's the same as like using Lightroom and Photoshop. If yeah. you only use it occasionally, you're not going to build that momentum and get better at it. Or it's just, it, it just takes so much longer to get better at it. Mm. Whereas mm. if you do it all the time, you know, like even if you use the time between Christmas and New Year just to Photoshop a hundred shots kind of thing, yeah. you you will suddenly be great at Photoshop, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't take long, but it is the matter of mm. having that discipline to mm. do it and it doesn't mean like a lot of people think that they have to uh, outlay an entire chunk of time and, and that finding that chunk of time is very difficult. I disagree. I think you can do a lot of smaller chunks but to eat the most important thing is to do it regularly, so daily. Yes. So even if you have 15 minutes a day to retouch a photo and another 15 minutes to shoot it, that you are going to improve so much faster than the person who waits to have a week of time to do it all in one chunk because the, the length of time between that week to be able to do it again is going to mean that you'll forget. 
in, yes. in that whole time. So you've got when you're doing it daily, you're thinking about it the whole time. You, you, you know, you, you're workshopping, all right, so when I did that, I did the lighting that way. What if I mm. tomorrow try? And can't, you're constantly workshopping it and by the time it comes time to do it again, you've figured out an, a better way and you're constantly tweaking and improving. And I think this is the best way to fast track and the best best gift you can give yourself definitely and one of the things that I talk about to the writers that I mentor is that you know when you write a novel that's a really big exercise you know you got to some people take a really long time to write a novel because they're writing 70,000 words or something and people mm. think that they need to carve out that week or take wait till they're on leave or or wait till the children are off at college or whatever um, but one of the things that we talk about regularly is writing in snatched time so that could be in the 15 minutes that you're sitting in the car waiting for the kids at school or while you're on the sidelines at soccer or in the 10 minutes you've got before your friends arrive you know for a drink or whatever so it is grabbing those moments and not using it as an excuse by saying that oh I need a bigger chunk of time some novels are written entirely in snatched time and you're while you may not while you're waiting for your friend for a drink you might not necessarily have access to photoshop but you could still be playing with your camera on shooting the the wine glass that's in front of you with different effects or you're seeing the images, but you're always on the lookout. If you if you force yourself to create one image or two images a day, you spend your entire day looking for that photo and that's training your creativity muscle. It's training yourself yes, to be constantly on the lookout for the photo. The more you look for something, the more you see, the easier it becomes. Great. Okay. What's next? Okay, so – the next one is uh, an important, a very, well, probably one of the most important investments. And I think it, one of my greatest regrets, Val, is that I uh, spent way too long before I saw the value in this investment. And as mm-hmm. a result of that, it took me longer to get to where I wanted to go than I should have. And and mm-hmm. I constantly regret if I had my time again, uh, this is the thing that I would invest in heavily. And that is uh, I would have spent more money on my photography education before mm-hmm. I invested in gear. So I think Ooh. it's pointless owning a Maserati if it sits in your driveway and you only drive it in first gear. And that's what a lot of newbies have because it's like there's so much focus on it's the gear. It's like you're Mm. not going to get a great shot till you've got that fast glass, till you've got that, you know, mega, mega pixel camera. You have to have the latest and greatest. You've got to have all the bells and whistles, all the, you know, most amazing lighting systems in the world. But this stuff is all like a waste of money if it sits there and you're not using it to its full potential, nor do you know how to use it to your full potential. Mm. And like it takes forever to work this stuff out. So I believe Mm. that it's not a matter of just 
looking out and and finding the course that like all right everyone's doing this this is popular or this guy's popular or this girl's popular what's important is because when I finally did take the time to find someone to teach me stuff and the first thing for me uh, was I wanted to really understand lighting and I wanted to understand Photoshop valve so yes. I sought out mentor to teach me that. Now, the first person I went to was extremely experienced and really knowledgeable and knew like knew their stuff and was good at it. The problem was mm. he spoke science. <laughs> I spoke art. Okay. And so whilst right. he was very and and there is a way to talk to me in a way that mm. I'll understand and listen. And mm. he taught in a way that reminded me of people I didn't like in my life. Okay. So it goes back to like you. So if, if someone is going to teach me in a way that makes me feel like I'm 15 years old uh-huh. and I don't know anything and every time they explain something it makes me uh, feel <laughs> – stupid which is like mm-hmm. not my fault Val it's like it's not that person's <laughs> fault it's my own fault but it makes mm-hmm. it very hard for me to uh, understand that thing and so I spent a long lot of time trying to learn from someone who was teaching me in a language that I didn't understand and didn't feel supported in then but but, Val, but maybe but maybe he would have resonated with someone else possibly yes and there were other people that he taught that that heard the language of science and they loved it Val and they lapped Mm. it up because they were like speaking exact they were both science science gigawatts oh amazing (laughs) amazing and so you know here I am the only person in the class going I don't understand what you guys are talking about then Val I found another teacher and he explained everything but in another way that I just went oh my god it's like light bulb light bulb light bulb and it was just Mm. a different teaching technique so my point is Mm. it is so important to look for the right kind of teacher that suits your learning style and everyone has a different kind of learning style and it might be a matter of trying a few different ones on and when you find that right teacher that person can just makes life so much easier Would, would you agree Val? Yeah, so you're saying if you're trying out one teacher and it's not quite working for you, don't give up on, you know, photography or, or, or whatever. Maybe it's just that you need to look for somebody somebody else to, to guide you along. And I exactly. think that's absolutely it because there's, it's not a case of one size fits all and obviously different people resonate with different people. Like that guy that you're talking about may well have suited some other people but he wasn't yes. the right fit for you. So exactly. what st- Stopped you from looking for somebody else sooner. It took. It just took me a while to because I was blaming myself. I thought if I don't understand this, um, it's my 
fault and because this person is giving really good information, obviously knows their stuff, takes amazing photos, it's my fault that I don't understand it. There's something wrong with me. And I think um, I think a lot of people feel that way when they're learning new stuff that, that can be challenged by that. But it, I think it's just a way of – it's a matter of finding that person that – teaches you in a language that you understand, basically, I think, is really important yes, there. Yes, absolutely. I think that's, um, yeah, great advice because sometimes, because the thing is, I think it's important to remind yourself it's not meant to be that hard. And if it is that hard, really ask yourself, should you perhaps look somewhere else? Mm. Uh, yeah, and and I know that because I have been, you know, reading about and doing um, courses here and there in photography for a very long time and, um, you know, back in the days when I was developing my own film and 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 you going into the dark room and all that kind of stuff and it, I was at the stage where I was like, I really am not sure if I understand this. I'm just bumbling along. And it probably wasn't until we started having conversations and you started explaining things to me. You didn't use Darth Vader or Stormtrooper at the time, but you you were using, (laughs) you know, explanations that I really connected with. And I thought, oh, okay, that's not that hard. I get it. It makes sense. So I think that, yeah, absolutely. If if, um, uh, you just need to find the right teacher, like I said, you know, maybe I wouldn't have related. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Look for the right teacher. Maybe I wouldn't have liked your science science guy either. I'm not sure. But, yeah, absolutely. So look, look, actively look for the right person. Actively look and try them on. Like, you know, when you're buying a new pair of shoes, there are all these different brands, Val, that you can try and it's like you will find that brand. You will know when you put those shoes on, they they feel like they just go, all right, these shoes were made just for me and they work and they're comfortable. But then there's other shoes where they're too narrow, they're too short, they're too wide. Try them on. Yeah. Try them on and test them right. out. Give them a little walk around and then, you, then you'll then you know. Yeah. All right. What's next? Okay. So I think the next great thing, the next great investment you can make in your photography for 2018 is to make sure that you fill up your creativity bank daily and avoid drainers. What do you mean exactly? (laughs) So there is stuff that you do in a day that when you do it, it's going to make you feel full. It'll fill you up in in a good way. Like uh, let me give some examples. So uh, have you got that friend that you'll go out for coffee with and having a chat with them? It's always you walk away and you're just like so inspired after chatting with them or spending time with them. Definitely. They fill you up. And there's also activities that you might do that will have the same effect. So for you maybe um, popping down to your painting studio and spending even half an hour if you can doing some painting or going and doing some um 
cage boxing or even spending time with your cats fills yes. you up. It, yes. Just like when you've done those activities, you feel great. There's other yes. things that uh, – uh, maybe you have to do or uh, that, that you just do and you're not even aware that you're doing that, that, that like leave you feeling less than. So you may mm. have those people that you constantly make time for in your life, but when you when you leave that meeting or the coffee or the dinner, you are completely depleted because they drain you. They don't yeah. fill you. There's something about the exchange of energy that happens when you're with that person, whether they're just constantly negative or it's just not fun, they drain you. So That's I think true. it's important to uh, really be mindful of where you're spending your time and make sure that you do spend Try and spend the majority of your day doing activities that fill you up. I know it's unavoidable that you've got to do stuff that that is a a drainer and and not that much fun, but if you can try and look for stuff that is going to fill you up, like I think mindlessly scrolling through Facebook uh, just because it's there when you've got a half hour to spare, often that can be a drainer because you're looking at stuff that like – it's just not that fulfilling. It's just it's like eating fast food, Val. You feel like okay. you want it, and then after you have it, you kind of regret it. You know, you've just wasted half an hour. Well, but you could take and, that out and, 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 and do might, nice stuff. That's true, but that might be that might be the case for you. But for some people, they might feel full mindlessly scrolling through Insta or Facebook. So it's certainly different for it's different people. Makes you happy. Yes. Yeah. I think so, the important thing to remember here is that sometimes though, this is a bit of a paradox, sometimes we can be really good at something and, you know, just because we've done it for so long or we're skilled at it or whatever, and but just because you're really good at something doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to make you fall. In fact, I typed an email today to somebody saying, um, you know, I know I can do this. I'm totally an expert at this. It's in fact something I've, you know, I can do with my eyes closed, but I would rather stick a fork in my eye. <laughs> Is that what you said in the email though? Yes. Did you say yes. I would rather stick and I, I, I after that, right, and drink my own wee? I, I didn't say that. Because <laughs> that just makes the point. That's how okay. badly – that's how much I don't want to do this thing. Okay. I didn't say and drink my own way. I just said I would rather stick a fork in my eye. You know, it, even though it's a skill that I'm good at and I can do and all the rest of it, and so people think, oh, she can do that with her eyes closed, I would rather stick a fork in my eye. So – just remember also that you've got to, just just because you're good at it doesn't mean that it's necessarily the thing for you. Uh, so yeah, make sure you do base it more on the question: Does it drain you, or does it make you feel full and happy? And you know, you know immediately, and it's like it, it actually yeah. again. It took me a little while to work this out, but there are certain photography activities that I used to do because I thought I had to do these. It was important, and then I realised the toll that they were taking on my just me that like they exhausted me, they drained me, and I would leave those uh, particular styles of shoot feeling empty but I know when I do 
something like say a portrait shoot i am so you you would have seen this after we finished the shoot we did together last week val i'm buzzed yeah. after those yeah, shoots it feels like i've just like taken whatever you've taken before this podcast <laughs> you know it's like it's my speed and it's like i yes. honestly need to make sure that if i, I don't finish too late at night because it does take me several <laughs> hours to come down from yes. that high. That's how much I love it. And uh, that's <laughs> 30 years later, I still get that buzz. So I know yes. that that's what fills me up. The other things that I think, like when I'm talking about that creativity bank, this is something that you need to keep replenishing because I don't know when, I don't know how, but there'll be a point where you'll need to or be able to draw on this uh, creativity bank to find an idea for something. So you're constantly thinking about what you're filling your mind with. So really be careful about like searching out really good nourishing content to put into your mind, like going to photography exhibitions. There is a big difference between looking at photography on a wall, the way it's meant to be viewed, than it is sort of scrolling through it on online because you're not mm. going to see it in the way that it was supposed to be. And that whole experience of being in a room and seeing this stuff, completely different. Reading inspiring books, uh, even seeing great movies fill, fill me up. So that that's the sort of stuff. And I do limit Val. I limit the amount of, um, uh, guff that I watch or, you know, um, consume like the news and, uh, like certain social media sites. I, and, and, uh, I don't actually watch TV. I will binge a series on Netflix, but I don't, I don't mindlessly watch TV. So I'm very careful Mm. about the stuff that I consume and it is 80, 20. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't sit at home the other night and watch E! News for an hour. (laughs) Love it. Because just because I sit here and I say, oh yeah, I eat, I have green smoothies and kale for lunch doesn't mean that I don't love a bit of KFC, you know, those chicken um, chips that they make with the chicken um, powder on them? Oh, the chicken KFC salt. Chips. Chicken salt? Yeah. yeah. I'm not love. so into the chicken salt. I no. That's you. And, yeah, you know, right. we all know about my um, – Nutella habit as well. Yes. So, but I try and I try and keep because then I've got all these images and I don't even know. Like I'm looking at stuff and I'm storing it somewhere, and then it'll mm. be there'll be a moment when some of them start to seep out or come together and an idea forms. But if I don't consume all that, that beautiful content constantly and keep replenishing it, it's harder for those ideas to form because my head's yeah. full of. Um, know all sorts of other guff yeah absolutely so important to be able to feed your brain with other creative experiences and 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 content yeah absolutely I'm I'm a big big believer in that as well oh by the way I was going to tell you I think it's on Stan so for uh, overseas listeners Stan is like Netflix here um there's the Annie Leibovitz um documentary did you know that is it the Sorry? latest one? No, no, it's, not. it's from two. It's from two thousand and eight. Oh yeah, um, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's on stand. Awesome. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Just letting you know. All right, what's next? 
Okay, so the next gift that you can give yourself uh, is to give yourself the gift of time. And so this sort of um, flows in nicely with the other stuff that I've been talking about. Mm. But I think it's really important too, even if you have to put this in your diary, because, you know, think about it this way. If you had a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment or some other appointment that you, you know, sort of valued and you had that in your diary, two o'clock dentist. It's not like you'd miss it or wouldn't do it, right? You would go. So I want you to treat the gift of time that you give yourself to um, improve your photography as not negotiable as well so that if, if, if you can only manage 30 minutes a day in between taking Johnny to karate class, going home, putting on 14 loads of washing, bringing in the other washing, getting Mm. the spare time, all of that that happens in a day, right? But you've got time to to just to map out 30 minutes and everyone in the family uh, has to be on board with that and then Mm. it's, it's not negotiable, that's your time, then you have that time to work on the photography and I think this is probably and again one of the best things you can give yourself so you can either in that time work on the education um Mm. work on filling your creativity and all the other things that we've talked about that have been important but like that 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 guarding that time and making it special and not negotiable Mm. and bringing everyone on board i think is a, a really important one that is so true and that should apply to whatever your creative process is whether it's photography or woodworking or painting or writing or whatever absolutely actually block it out in your diary I think that that is um, great advice and if there's one thing that you do do in 2018 is just try and start the year off by scheduling that time and getting an agreement from the other stakeholders so that might be your family or your children yeah. or whatever that that t- that brief window even if it's 30 minutes even if it's 20 minutes is not negotiable yeah and there'll be pushback there always is they'll go well yeah. it's not but but you've got to stand strong in that and then eventually yeah. it becomes like they just get used to it and they go no no that's 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 the time that you know they do that that thing that they need yeah. to do whatever that creative thing so yeah. very important Absolutely. All right, finally, Val. Yeah. The Nutella jar is always half full. <laughs> well, the Nutella jar in this house is currently half full, and I, you should have taken it with you, Gina, because mm. I'm, now I'm going to eat it. Mm. But it's the, you know, it's good. You eat it and think of me. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> As, yeah. Um, so. The way what do you, you mean? What do you mean by because, the Nutella jar is always half full? So there's two ways of looking at that Nutella jar in the pantry there, Val. You can look at it and say the Nutella jar is half empty because it is. Or yes. the positive way of looking at that jar is saying that it's half full. And so sure. it's same thing. It's exactly the same thing, but it's the change in how you look at things. So we – as artists, it can get caught up in everything that is not right with our photography and and you can look at everything that you can't do. Like you can look at your photo and say, oh, my God, I wish it was in focus or I didn't get the lighting mm. quite right or I just missed that, that the, the getting the exposing my highlights or 
the worst thing um, comparing it to other photographers. You scroll through Instagram and, you know, there's a beautiful saying, comparison is the thief of joy, which is probably, you know, the worst thing that you can do as an artist is start comparing yourself to other artists. It's not a contest and you don't know what you're comparing yourself to. So you as an artist who's been going for three months is now comparing (laughs) themselves to an artist who's been out there for 30 years and in that 30 Mm. years you don't know that they were working you know 16 hours a day to get Mm. that image you don't know what everyone's done to get that image so I think as a really nice gesture and an important gesture to yourself I want you to always look at that Nutella jar and it's always full and focus on all the positives and the person that you're going to be competing with there's only one and that's you so you measure always measure how far you've come from this day so you can go if you've been doing it for three months have a look at the first photo you ever took and compare Mm. this photo that you've taken now with the one that you did three months ago and now see how far you've come and congratulate congratulate yourself pat yourself on the back and say that's great because it's there there are people that always I remember when I was in um, art school Val Mm. and I was learning photography guess where I was in the class for the entire four years that I did photography tell me I'm keen to know pretty much bottom really yes okay uh, and because I'm not that fast a learner, and I did say that, uh, like, there is a certain language that I understand, <laughs> and there there were components that I picked up really quickly. I understood uh, processing. For some reason, I got that. I got that really easily. I didn't understand the lighting. It took me a lot of goes to finally, and for the right person to explain that in the right way that I understood it and and got it. But like, now imagine if I had have based my leap into photography on the fact that I was not everyone else got their work on the wall Val put up on the wall that was a big deal you got your work shown off and uh, that was a big deal my work never made the wall was never considered good and how did you feel about that 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 idol um, contestant it didn't (laughs) phase me at the time I just I kind of thought yeah that's about right they are so much better than me right Right. and they just understood and I didn't but and it wasn't like I was sitting there plotting to wait I'll show them there was none of that I just knew that it's like well I've got a long way to go I just need to work harder that's all I'll get there eventually but it's like I know the way I operate I'm a slow learner it takes me time and it does everyone learns and grows at a different rate and so I was like mm. looking back at what have I learned over this time and that's who I, um, being one of these uh, introverted solo uh, people, I was all, <laughs> never into team sport. I was also at, like always about measuring my own development. So when I was working out at the gym, I didn't care what everyone else was um, bench pressing. I only cared about what I could bench press compared to what I could bench press last week. Right. Cool. I I – yeah, I didn't like team sport at all. 
Still no, I don't. <laughs> Get past the ball. No, it's mine. Hell, you've got to pass the ball. I don't want to. I've got it now. It's mine. I'm not passing it. I'm not passing it to anyone and just walking off and taking it home. No, that would I be would you. not have done Little that. Valerie. <laughs> I would not have done that. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving people the wrong impression. Uh, yeah. No, you wouldn't have done that. You would have begrudgingly handed it across. <laughs> no, I didn't do sport or didn't do team sport or PE or whatever because I was studying Latin and that was when Latin was on. Yes, and playing Bach <laughs> on the piano. Is it Bach? Yes, that's my favourite. Is that the piano that you've now got in your house that you learnt on, little Valerie? Yes, actually. Lovely. You didn't play anything for me the other day. Didn't have time, we were, I suppose. We were really busy, Gina. We were busy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were busy traipsing all around Avalon shooting. I know. Yes. Anyway, all right, so the Nutella jar is always half full. I will remember yes. that as I look and potentially eat from the Nutella jar you left here tonight. Yes, good, good for you. I'm actually jealous because, oh, I've got a little mm-hmm. one. I've got a little snack pack just in case in, of emergencies here. Really? <laughs> mm. Okay. All right, what else? That's it, Phil. That's it. Wow. Okay. So best photography investments for 2018. So essentially these photography investments are investments in you, investments in your time, investments in your mindset, investments in your attitude and investments in the permission that you're giving yourself to actually, and I don't want to use the word indulge because it's not an indulgence, to actually to actually embrace and partake in this creative pursuit that you love. So Mm. I agree with them 100% and I think that it's great advice because you can give – all of the all of the gear recommendations in the world and and we do give gear recommendations in various episodes however this effectively surpasses so many of them because this is the foundation on which you can build your whether you're doing this as a hobby or you're doing this as a career this is the foundation in which you can build your 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 future pursuits in photography and mm. yeah I agree 100% all right. Thanks, of course, Belle. you can find the show notes for this at ginamilitia.com. And, um, like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm just realised that this is our – this is a pre-Christmas episode, so yes. the next time we chat will be some, maybe even New Year's Eve or like sometime around just like the just New Year. Just pre-New Year, I would say. So I reckon, wow. Val, it's a tradition now. Yes. Shall we champagne the next episode? Well, you've twisted my arm. <laughs> I, I, I so don't want to do that, but but I feel like you so don't. don't want to do it. <laughs> but I the next like... episode is a champagne, and I think what we'll do is I yeah. would love to review some of my favourite images from the podcast listeners for the last year, and uh, I think we can uh, chat about that next episode. Cool. Okay. That's 
yeah, I'd love to do that. I might throw in a few myself. Yes. So we'll do Val and Gina's picks for the year. Mm, absolutely. Excellent. All right, brilliant. Well, what are you doing over the holidays then, Gina? Because, yeah, we won't be chatting to our listeners till after Christmas. Yeah, so I think I'm going to give myself a bit of a break, Val, and uh, uh-huh. just uh, chill. But I'm not. I've I, I've been around the world a couple of times this year. This and year you have. Yes. So many flights that it's probably a good idea that I stay put over Christmas and just uh, just enjoy, uh, you know, family and friends and just take it easy. What about you? Lovely. Well, uh, my family does Christmas Eve, so I'll be doing two different dinners on Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, my partner and I are going to a local restaurant and we'll be having a Christmas lunch uh, at the restaurant. We'll be making sure we have our Santa sacks for all of our furry babies um, because they get stockings, you know, Santa Santa sack stockings. Um, Yeah. Every Christmas, and what's really cute is they remember. They actually Aww, remember that what cute. the Santa sex. They get so excited as soon as they <laughs> see them on Christmas morning. Well, three out of four of them remember, and um, Aww. and it's it's quite funny. It's it's quite adorable to watch. And then we we do the little Santa sacks individually, and. Um, mm take lots of photos because we think they're so cute. And, <laughs> and then, um, well, as you may remember, I got a boat license. Uh, yes, Val, you got a boat ago. license. I, you know, at what, is it, are you getting a boat for Christmas? No, 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 no. But I will, I want to go and use the boat license, so I'll be hiring um, the boat. Uh-huh. Finally, I'll have some time to do that. So there you go. I was hoping to do it the last weekend, but then I got yeah. I got sick. So how many days are you going to hire a boat? Oh, you just hire it on a daily basis. Oh, just for the day and sail around. Yeah, just around. for the day. Yeah, yeah you just That's sail sick. around and, and then bring it back. We've got a few sailors that listen to the to the podcast, Val. Yeah, okay. Well, <clears throat> well, maybe they can give me some tips. Probably they could, Val. So we'll be yeah, well. You, you sail safely, okay? Okay. <laughs> well, happy holidays to all of our, all of our listeners. Hope you have a safe and happy time, and we look forward to chatting to you again in our next episode. Happy holidays, guys! Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.